1: And welcome to our virtual living room, where we examine recent events and other topics as they pertain to the Holy Scriptures. We give all praises to the Most High in Christ, and we give thanks for God's generous mercy, grace, and forgiveness. At this point, i just like to uh, give you a reminder that the chat room is open and available for your comments or questions. Today's topic is, Happy New Year's Day? Yeah, that's right. It's a question. It's a question. Because many things that go on in our lives, we don't question. We go along with it without questioning anything, and we end up doing things without having proper understanding. So we're going to explore Happy New Year's Day today. Why are you doing this? Why do you attend the parties? Why do you have to attend a party? Why is New Year's Day, why does it come in at midnight? Why the fireworks? Why do some people go to church at midnight to bring the New Year in? Why is there an apple drop in New York, a peach drop in Atlanta? Why does New Year take place in the middle of winter? Why does it take place in January? Have you ever asked yourself those questions? Now, when other questions like this have has arisen in a virtual living room, you pretty much found out that the root of it was some form of idolatry. So, with me in the virtual living room today to discuss this very important topic, I have first off our brother Kazakia.
2: Hey, shalom to the brothers on the panel, shalom to the hosts, shalom to the listeners, giving all praises to the Heavenly Father and the Son, Christ, and definitely uh, thankful and appreciative to the Lord in Christ to, uh, for, for the opportunity to participate in another show.
1: And also sitting here with us in the virtual living room, we have our brother Abaja.
2: Hey Shalom to everyone. It's good to be here and maybe get some wisdom and understanding and edification through the scriptures.
0: And we
1: also have with us uh our dear brother Ywanathon in the virtual living room.
0: Yes, uh good afternoon to all. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's
1: all. All right, brothers, I guess. You know, the first thing, you know, surrounding this whole New Year's thing, I want to ask you, brothers, some questions. Uh, one question. Have you already made your New Year's re- resolutions?
2: Nope. Nah.
1: And will you, not. You're not going to make New Year's resolutions? No. Nope.
2: Why not? Well, uh, first and foremost, and as the as the uh, conversation progresses, we're going to deal with these things in the scriptures. But first and foremost, the new year does not stop. Does not start. Excuse me, January the first. Secondly, uh, Christ told us, and brothers, Wait a before, before you Christ go any further.
1: Uh-huh. I can I just stop you just just for a second before you go any further. You yes, said sir. the new year does not begin January first. Now you know. That sounds like a lot of foolishness to a lot of people. Okay. Because I mean, they just—I mean, the world basically just finished a couple of days ago, observing New Year's at the stroke of midnight Friday night, and you're going to say it don't start January first?
2: No, sir. It does not. Not according to the Bible.
1: Not according
2: okay. to the Bible. Matter of fact. All right, so you say? No. I apologize. Go right ahead, brother.
1: You say we're going to get into that in a, in a little bit then?
2: More than likely, we will. Matter of fact, okay. all right. uh, let's see. Because I was pulling up information uh, about it, we'll, we'll go through all that. We'll, 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 all that will come out in today's conversation. Okay. I'm looking forward to that one. Yes, sir. All but right. the second reason... Uh as far as to answer your question as far as New Year's resolution is concerned, Christ in the scriptures told us swear not. Now, brothers, please help me where that scripture help me to find that scripture, but he told us swear not. So we, we we're not supposed to make any types of vows or oaths or anything of that nature. Um Christ told us let your yea be yea and your nay nay and that's it. So as far as basically New Year's and New Year's resolution, would, those aren't scriptural.
1: But would a New Year resolution be swearing though? Uh would that just be saying, you know, man, I I just you just set a goal. There's nothing wrong with goal setting, is there? There
2: is there is nothing wrong with setting a goal. Um Okay. But in, not, with, with, well, I'm
1: listening. Isn't that pretty much what a New Year's resolution is? Is just you setting a goal for yourself to 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 accomplish something during the course of the year?
2: It's a little bit, it's a little bit deeper, a little bit stronger than that for some people. Thank you, brother. Okay. I appreciate that. Um, James, I'd like as to well. read the scripture just right quick, if I could, as far as Christ said. Uh, Matthew chapter five, verse thirty-four, and this is what I was trying to get to, where Christ said it. Uh, starting out at verse thirty-three, again, ye have heard that it has been said by them of the whole time. Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but thou shalt perform unto the Lord thine oath. Verse thirty-four is the point. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is His footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the, of the excuse me, for it is the city of the great King. Neither shalt thou swear by thy head, because thou canst not make one hair white or black. But let your communication be yay, yay, nay, nay, for whatever for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. So the point of the matter is, as far as New Year's resolutions and things of that things of that nature, there are a lot of people who, who, who take who, who, who take that part as an actual oath or they swear that I'm going to do uh, this, this 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 I swear by this, 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 this so forth and so on. When Christ okay. said, Don't do that Getting back to the point okay. The root, January 1st is not the beginning of the new year according to the Bible. But as this, our conversation progresses, we're going
1: to get to those things. Okay. So so then the whole thing about the swearing is that some people actually do take it as an oath and as they, they're basically swearing that they are going to accomplish these things during the course of the year. And that's, that's their meaning for the resolution, whereas maybe someone else, it's like a miracle if they – do it fine If they don't do it Big deal
2: Pretty much that
1: Okay Alright Alright Well what about you brothers about You want to You know What's up with you guys uh, You know Brothers not doing The uh, New Year's resolution thing
0: Yeah I fall in the same category As Brother um as just <laughs> mentioned um, Now I'm not going to do any <clears throat> If anything If it's the Lord's will I, w- I would say You know This or that but make goals for myself. Yeah, but you know, if it's the Lord's will, I accomplish it. And if not—I don't accomplish it that way. I won't forso- go into swearing and carry on. Okay, so wh-
1: wh- why is it then that uh, the the new year takes place when it does? And and I know, you know, because you said that, you know, according to the Bible, that is not the new year. Well, if it's not the new year then why is it taking place at that time? Why is it, why, is, why did the New Year take place uh, a couple of days ago, Friday night? For most of the world. I'd probably say probably three-quarters of the world, I would guess.
2: Okay, well, right about now, um, what this world, the majority if not all of the world, currently follows uh, a solar calendar, or excuse me, not solar calendar, a Julian calendar, whereas the Heavenly Father, He bases his time and his seasons upon a lunar calendar. And uh, when you read about the new moons and things of that nature, all of that is is in reference and allusion to the Heavenly Father, and how he orchestrated things. Man, and his very finite wisdom, if you choose to call it, takes it upon himself to alter times and change times and dates and things of that nature, To suit uh, suit his will Uh, I would also If I could like Like to read This particular excerpt From Wikipedia It says New Year's Day is observed on January 1st The first day of the year On the modern Gregorian calendar As well as the Julian calendar Used in ancient Rome With most countries Using the Gregorian calendar As their main calendar New Year's Day is the closest thing to being the world's truly global public holiday, often celebrated with fireworks at the stroke of midnight as the New Year starts January. Excuse me, as New year, New Year starts January 1st on the Julian calendar, named of course after Julius Caesar, corresponds to January 14th on the Gregorian calendar, and it is on that date that followers of some of the Eastern Orthodox churches celebrate the New Year. But the, but the point of the matter is the information is out there that this is what man has done as far as changing times and dates and things of that nature. Now, what I would like to do, if at all possible, brothers, please bear with me, this is Exodus chapter 12, and I'm just going to go straight to the point, Exodus chapter, chapter 12, verses 1 and verses 2, verses 1 and 2. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. I will also like to read verse 3. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. So the point of the matter is the Heavenly Father has already established when the true New Year comes in, and it does not come in on the first of January. When you okay. Read... okay.
1: okay now I, I I see what you're saying to this point, but 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 now you you have people that they go on out and they are actually trying to make certain that they got lined up some type of party activity, and um, they're gonna you know want to watch fireworks and they might even be in church. You know, but they are actually observing uh, the stroke of midnight, uh, 12.01 a.m., uh, January 1st, as the new year. Now, just that by itself, is there anything sinful or wrong with doing that? Just observing that date and and, and understanding this is a new year?
0: Okay.
2: The Heavenly Father has already established uh, the seasons and festivals and things of that nature in the Bible. And at, the, at to, to answer that question, you will find the high holy days of the heavenly father, the true holidays of the Lord, in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, the majority of them, at least, in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. Now, in saying that, what I'm trying to say is this concretely. You will not find in the Bible where the Lord established or where the Lord says, ye shall celebrate the uh, uh, the new year according to my will, so forth and so on. Or, or it doesn't matter how you try to word it, you will not find whether Heavenly Father mandated or established that we celebrate uh, the coming of the new year. Okay. All right. so, so I would like to refer back to Exodus, the 12th chapter, because there's a, a very important point that I would like to touch on. And it was, okay. in, verse, it was in verse 3, where it says, Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. So in verse 2, the heavenly Father established that this month shall be the beginning of a month. In other words, this month shall be the beginning of your new year, the beginning of your months. In verse 3, the heavenly Father is now saying, Prepare yourself a lamb, every man his house, for a lamb. So now, what what the Lord is getting ready, uh, what what the Lord was preparing us for, excuse me, was the Passover, because 14 days after the new year is the Passover. Now, the new year comes, according to the new moon, of course, sometime March, April, the springtime. We are still in the dead of winter. So how is it that people are celebrating uh, January 1st as the new year when we're still in winter? when according to the Bible, the new year actually comes in the springtime, and 14 days after the new year, according to the Lord, is the Passover.
1: Well, it, could it could it be somehow then that maybe um, that's kind of arbitrary as to whether you look at the new year as being in the springtime, and, and you can kind of decide on your own, you know, like Julius Caesar did, you know, a couple of millennia ago, he decided... Uh, to change the calendar and to use a solar calendar, that's okay, isn't it?
2: Let's see. This is a prophecy. And, brothers, by all means, help me out with this one. But in the book of Daniel, chapter 7, as far as, you know, persons changing the calendars and things of that nature, in uh, Daniel chapter 7, verse 25, it reads, And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and, and here's the point. And think to change times and laws, and they shall be given. Excuse me. And they shall be given into his hand until the time and times and dividing of times. Now the reason why I uh, read this scripture was because of the fact that this was a prophecy of what was going to happen under certain rulers throughout world history, in which now you've got persons saying, okay. I want to establish the first of January as the new year, so forth and so on. That is not according to the scriptures. The heavenly Father never mandated uh, that, uh, the, uh, that 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 times be changed and things of that nature. His time scale has always been consistent according to the phases of the moon. However, because of the fact that this was a prophecy of the wickedness of man and of the different rules that were coming to power. This has happened So I would also like to read uh, This particular snippet of information Still from wikipedia.com Janus In Roman mythology Janus is the god of gates, doors, doorways Beginnings, endings And time His most prominent remnant in modern culture Is his namesake The month of January Which begins the new year Most often he is depicted as having two heads Facing opposite direction, one hand looks back at the last year while the other looks forward to the new year simultaneously into the future and the past. So when our people are celebrating January 1st as the new year, they are in actuality committing idolatry. And the Lord tells us in Exodus, the 20th chapter, and verse 3, I'll start at verse 1, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God. Excuse me. I am the Lord thy God, which hath brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. So the heavenly Father very explicitly outlined it for us, our people, in the book of Exodus, chapter twenty, and verse one through verse three, that we are not to celebrate, serve, worship any other gods. Other than the Heavenly Father Because when our people do that It's called idolatry And a lot of our people no, well, Let me say it this way Some of our people know exactly what they're doing On January the 1st As far as the worship of other gods Some of our people do not know Nonetheless the point of the matter is When our people go out And celebrate these false holidays Dedicated to these, to, to these gods False gods Which there aren't any then they are committing idolatry, and they have to repent from that and begin to follow the teachings and the example of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.
1: Okay, so so what you're bringing out here then is that according to the scriptures that you read and according to the reference from Wikipedia about uh, Janus in January, that when people are observing January 1st and all the whole celebration and everything, this is in, wor- in, in worship of Janus.
2: Exactly, whether they know it or not Wow that's,
1: that's pretty deep
2: And then look look, Brothers, if y'all don't mind Look at some of the things that go on At the turn of a quote-unquote New year You've got fornication going on with our people in the clubs you got adultery going on As well as idolatry And for those of our people that are in the church <clears throat> Excuse me Uh uh, December 31st, 1158, uh, 1158 p.m., morning to the new year, where is that in the Scriptures? So now the overall point is this. All of our actions, all of our deeds have to be outlined and be in line according to the say of the Lord in the Bible, the say of Christ and his teachings and his example. If it's not according to that, then we have to repent from those things that we do and make sure that our thoughts, actions, deeds, and words are in line with what the Lord has uh, outlined for us in the scriptures.
1: You you want to find you remember um, last year here in Atlanta, um, um, I think it was last year, there was, I think, a four-year-old kid that was in church uh, for one of those uh, New Year's observances, and right around midnight, someone was firing weapons, and uh, the bullet happened to go through the ceiling of the church and strike the kid in the head and kill him?
0: Yeah, I remember that story. It was a little African kid, yeah. Is, could
1: could could it be that that happened because, you know, he was just really in a place where he should not have been?
0: For all things, the scriptures tell you not even a, a sparrow falls to the ground unless the Most High it. meaning everything happens by the, by the will of the Heavenly Father So the only thing I can say According to that, according to the scriptures That was the Most High's will Even though okay. It was tragic and sad I'm not up there in the council of the Most High that, That's all I can say on that You know
1: So now Abadjah, those people that were in that Church that night Were they worshipping Janus?
2: Well When you look at that, uh, that whole tradition of New Year's It's a couple of things that actually goes, you know, that kind of it touches on. Because uh, the whole thing about Watch Night, um, it goes, I mean, most black people, quote-unquote African Americans, may typically associate that, the ones that know of it may typically associate that with um, when the Emancipation Proclamation went into act back in 1863. Um, That's basically what happened, you know, that's when, quote-unquote, slaves were legally made free, in the states that were going to abide by that, and they weren't rebelling against the Union, but you had that—that's basically when that law went into effect that Abraham Lincoln had had signed. And what happened was you had a lot of the slaves that gathered together, you know, in the churches with abolitionists and things like that. And you know, that's 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 part of the reason why you know the whole thing that Watch Night came about. But really, that goes back to you know, not to get into too much detail about it because this information is available. You know, out there uh, on the internet, but um, basically it just goes—it goes back to you know what people were dealing with back in ancient Germany not ancient Germany, but uh, back during the 17th, you know, the 17 early 1700s, um, where they were basically gathering together to rededicate themselves, so-called, you know, to, to Christ, and that was you know adopted a few years later by John Wesley um, in the Methodist Church. Where they started the whole thing with the watch night But you had stuff like that And different other traditions that eventually Came out of so-called New Year's because you know When you look at that whole celebration just like many of the Other pagan celebrations That have been incorporated Into the Christian church You know you had the whole thing of The, the rioting The uh, orgies The wild parties and the drinking And things like that Because I actually did a little bit more research on it and uh, found out that even in the Catholic Church What they did as far as calling uh, How they observed the whole thing Dealing with New Year's Was the the quote unquote circumcision of Jesus Christ When Because this basically is very closely tied to Christmas Where they oh, would just,
1: uh, uh, hold, hold, on, hold on a second Did you say the, the circumcision of Jesus Christ Which Jesus was a Jew Which meant the circumcision took days Eight days after he was born
2: Mm-hmm Exactly.
1: Are you saying this is tied to New Year's?
2: Yeah, Well, in the Catholic churches, they observe that on New Year's Day as well. Just, just bringing out that there's uh, many other okay, things that, that, they go, you know, that people go into. Because December 25th bars, is his allegedly, birthday. Allegedly. That's right. That's what they've adopted. Okay. But, okay. you know, there's, there's been many other shows that, went, that go into showing that our Lord was not born on December 25th, but actually Christmas is a Tie in to you know the pagan gods or the, or the other nations or the heathen, as the scriptures refer to them. But the thing is, is that when you read the scriptures, it, it tells like you know like what was brought up earlier. The scriptures tells us the most I gave us gave us the days that we're supposed to observe to honor Him. When you go into the Passover, when you go into the Feast of Tabernacles, when you go into the Feast of Dedication, when you got the um, the days of uh, feast of first fruits, the Day of Atonement. All of those things have a significance. And when you actually read into the book of Hebrews, it tells you about the, the significance all of those days, including the regular seventh day Sabbath, were days that we were commanded by the Heavenly Father to come. And it was called a basically a holy convocation, meaning a holy, a true gathering where we would come and, and do sacrament sacrifices unto the Heavenly Father. But when you read the book of Hebrews, it tells you that all of those sacrifices were basically symbolic of of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is why we're not performing animal sacrifices now, but we still keep those days in honor of the Heavenly Father in Christ.
1: Okay. All right. Well, we are the Brothers of the Body of Christ Church, and we are sitting in our virtual living room discussing Happy New Year's Day.
0: Brothers
3: from the Body of Christ Church in Buffalo, New York, would like to invite you to our Sabbath class held every Friday evening from 7.30 p.m. until 9.30 p.m. The location is 282 Winslow Avenue in Buffalo, New York. Once again, 7.30 to until 9.30 p.m. Location 282 Winslow Avenue in Buffalo, New York. So if you're in the Buffalo area, you're always welcome Remember, Christ said it in John 14 and 6 I am the way, the truth, and the life No man cometh unto the promise
2: but by me Thank you Hello and shalom Join us for the Spanish version of the Virtual Living Room Presented by the Body of Christ Church Every Saturday at 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. In the virtual living room, we will discuss topics as they pertain to repentance and how to obtain salvation. You can join us via internet at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash I-C-E-C, or you can call us at area code 347-994-3788. Hola y para todos una a nosotros en la sala virtual presentada por la Iglesia Cuerpo de Cristo los sábados a las once y media de la mañana hasta las doce y media de la tarde en la sala hablaremos sobre muchos temas relacionados al arrepentimiento y como obtener la salvación se nos pueden unir a través de internet visitando www.blogtalkradio.com las IDC o los puede llamar al 1 347 994 3788 gracias que Dios Cristo le bendiga Thank you and may the Most High Name of Christ bless you Shalom Shalom This is the brother Aquila I with the Body of Christ Church. If you enjoyed today's program and you live in the Atlanta area, then we invite you to continue your studies with us by attending our weekly Sabbath class. Our Sabbath class will taught every Saturday afternoon beginning at 4.30 p.m. If you'd like directions, please call us at 877-871-1712. That number once again is 877-871-1712. Now back to today's show.
3: Whoa
2: for
1: All right, welcome back to the virtual living room of the Body of Christ Church. Today we are discussing Happy New Year's Day, <laughs> unbelievably. Um, brothers, um, this whole thing about New Year's and about Janice and all that stuff, and I, I, I'll go to you with this one on wanna uh, done Um, Is there anything wrong with New Year's aside from what we discussed so far, aside from the fact that it's at the wrong time of year and the fact that it's in worship of Janice?
0: Well, the thing is, if it's any, to answer the question, is, if there's anything wrong with this, yes, it is. Because if it's not of the Heavenly Father, then it's of man, and it's corrupt, and it's not of the will of the Heavenly Father. Um, I have Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 16. It might be 8 and 21. Let's see. I'll tell you once I get there. 8 and Isaiah 8 and 21. Chapter 21. Brothers, what's that to the law and to the testimony? Isaiah 8 and 20, my brother. Okay, yeah. yeah. Isaiah 8 and 20. It says, To the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this, it is because there is no light in them. So, the whole principle, the whole understanding behind what we know is New Year's on this side, when there's New Year's, the Chinese New Year, this New Year, that New Year, All of that stuff, according to the scriptures, if it's um, to the law and to the testimony, none of that is according to the words of the Heavenly Father, which is the law and to the testimony. And it says, if they speak not according to this word, it's because there's no light in them. So there's no light in that stuff. It's not of the Heavenly Father. And what's it going to do? It's going to corral you and guide you to a life of wickedness and sin. In case, with the New Year, what happens? The reveling, the drunk. The drunkenness, the the sexism, the, the the orgies, and everything else that follows that, the kissing. What you kissing the girl for? Are you going to engage to marry her and start a family with her? It could be somebody else, girlfriend. But you slob and kissing, and stuff. All that leads to fornication and adultery, and to more and more sin.
1: Wow. So, you know, if if you're involved in this, how do you get yourself? I guess unentangled, untangled from this whole thing, the, the whole tradition and all that. Because, you know, many people have been doing this for years upon years, and they've been taught how to do it. You know, is it just a snap of your fingers and you stop doing it and everything's going to be fine, or is is are there some other things that you got to consider? Are there some some specific challenges that you need to deal with, and how do you go about dealing with it? You know, what's that whole process like, brothers?
0: Well, well bro. the, go ahead, bro. Yeah. Go ahead. I'd just like to well, read one i going to say that um, when you guide your way through all this madness and corruption, it's easy. It's holding on to the words of Christ. Um, Christ said, He's the light. He's the light. And you, you, get, you come to that light of Christ and you let Him guide you through this darkness and sin and corruption. And if you follow and stay disciplined in his words, in his doctrine, as it is written in the Holy Bible, that's so that's why we always stress on this on the on the show, according to the scriptures, according to the scriptures, according to what Christ says. Because of which isn't um we have another show coming, it's starting Tuesday, um, Do You Know More Than Your Pastor? Because that's a problem in this world. Men that call themselves men of the Lord, or people in general, are not following. The Christ of the Bible and His words, but that's so you know not to um, air off. That's going to be handled on Tuesday, starting at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But um, okay. that, but the way you guide yourself through that is by the word. The, this wickedness of this world is by what Christ said. Okay.
1: Okay. <coughs> so excuse,
0: excuse me. I actually got a scripture uh, to go with
1: that. so, so now you know uh, one of the things that happens. Uh, leading up to New Year's Day, you know, a couple of days before, a week before, is people are arranging to have parties and so forth. So, if someone invites you to a New Year's party. Do you have to tell them I can't go, or can you go to the New Year's party and just don't get involved in all the shenanigans? About you, if you don't mind addressing that.
2: Well, um, actually, there is, I believe, it's First Corinthians where where Paul was actually going into. Dealing with those things Because that actually touches on That would be no different than like a Christmas party Or anything else Or like, you know, a Thanksgiving dinner or whatever The Lord told us to come out of those things And, you know, someone invited me to a New Year's party I'd be like, no thank you And said, so, say, oh, well, why, you don't celebrate New Year's? No, it's, it's not according to the Bible It's is basically just that simple It's not, you know, it did not have to be a long, drawn-out thing But, um, I actually had a couple of scriptures that's. uh Right here, I, I just uh, just lost them. But, uh, yeah, to answer your question, no. You, uh, that, okay. we, we shouldn't uh, associate ourselves, you know, with that thing. As a matter of fact, here it is. Um, here we go, Colossians 2 and 8. It says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Because, just because these are the things that we've been taught you know, growing up because why? Those are the things that our parents have been taught. Those are the things that their parents have been taught all the way back. Mm-hmm. But the spirit of the Lord is going out and breaking down all of these lies. And those that hear his word and want to follow it, they're going to follow it. And they're going to grab hold of that and keep to it. And that's something that we have to do on a daily basis. And the primary way that we let our light shine is through our example. So, you know, when we're invited to those events, things like that, we just humbly decline. And, you know, we explain, people ask, we explain to them why. Because, you know, there are other things as far as traditions that people do around New Year's too that go into, you know, pe- you know, bringing in so-called good luck for the New Year. All of that stuff is, is vanity in the sight of the Heavenly Father, like the typical dishes that you would see people cook on New Year's, like the black-eyed peas or the collard greens or... Okay. Um, I think, Zach, you're familiar with a, a a man has to be the first person to walk through your door during New Year's, or you have to clean yeah. your house out before the New Year comes in. You don't wash your clothes on New Year's. It's, I mean, okay. all of these different traditions and things that so-called are supposed to bring in good luck, our people gravitate to that like it's gospel. You know, But when you read the scriptures, our blessings come from keeping the commandments of the Heavenly Father.
1: Okay, so now, um, if if somebody were to say, "Hey, listen, we're having a party um, uh, tomorrow night, which happens to be the the night of December 31st," I want you to come over. They never mention New Year's at all. They said we have a party, and can you go to that party? Is that okay?
2: Well, that's up to every man to decide. But knowing the, the knowing what goes on during that time of the year you know, that that would that that's up to that person to to uh to make that decision. But the scriptures has already told us, you know, about dealing with those things that are considered idolatry.
1: Okay,
2: hey got got talk. Talk.
1: Hey Shalom, most time Christ bless you. How are you today, brother?
3: Doing doing well. How's the brothers and the sisters? Uh
1: we're do doing great, bro. Um i I don't know how much of uh, the conversations uh that you you've heard so far, but of course we're talking about uh uh New year's day and the things that people do that um are, are idolatrous that are wrong that are sinful and oftentimes they're not aware of it um I- any comments that you'd like to make on that at this point
3: yeah just on my last the last question that you asked brother about you know uh you know somebody does invite you to uh you know, a gathering or whatever, they don't mention New Year's or anything. But the thing right. is out of First Corinthians. The scriptures tell you to walk with wisdom towards those that are without redeeming the time. Meaning, uh, you have to operate according to the understanding the Lord has given you in the scriptures. Now the person may not mention it, they may even know that you don't celebrate it, but you know, there's many cunning devices out there. First Corinthians six and twelve tell you all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be bought under the power of any, because we're only supposed to be bought under the power of Christ. So even though per se it may not be a, a direct breaking of the law, you have to look at the expediency of it. And that means, will this act that you do bring further edification or or bring more confusion? <laughs> And if it's going to bring confusion as to uh, what you actually stand for or what the scriptures actually say, or for me, weaken the conscience of somebody who may think or thought you didn't participate in anything like that and didn't see you at this type of event, uh, of course it may be something that's not expedient, and, and then, you know, you may that's something that you may have to forego because of uh, of the inexpediency of it. So, you know what I mean, it, like the brother said, of course is based on the situation But is it expedient or not We know we're not going to do anything that's going to break the commandments uh, Willingly So then you're looking at whether it's expedient or not And if it's not expedient Meaning if it doesn't add to edification Then it's something that you, you shouldn't be involved in You should You should stay away from it
1: Right, okay, okay well, we do have another visitor to the virtual living room. And, visitor,
0: uh,
1: it looks like you may be calling from Europe. I, I have a uh, number here, 44208090. 4 0 0 0. If you would yes, go ahead and give us your Goddard name your question or comment, please. It's brother
2: one. Shalom to everybody.
1: Oh, sh- Shalom Gadawa. I'm, I'm so used to seeing you on Skype, I couldn't be sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, the, the thing for Skype isn't up there for some reason. I know um, BTR's been having some issues lately. But anyway, the, um, that scripture in First Corinthians, uh, it's in the 10th chapter, in the 27th verse. It says, If any man, if any of them that believe not, bid you to a feast, and you be disposed to go, whatsoever set before you eat, asking no question for conscience sakes. Verse 28, but if any man say unto you, this is offered in sacrifice unto idols, eat not for his sake that showed it, and for conscience' sake, for the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. So the the scriptures that Kabar was pointing out is is all very relevant because we know, people don't know, that these things are done to idols. But we know, and if we partake in it, they're going to think that Hey, this guy, he follows the Bible, he's about Jesus Christ. They gonna they're gonna think that we're giving it the okay, the stamp of okay, when well, it's not yep. okay. And furthermore, you know, read this this is Isaiah, the second chapter in the third verse. So many people say, Oh, what what's wrong with what's wrong with you? Celebrate the new year, eh? Ain't, ain't hurt nobody, ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, here's a future prophecy that the prophet Isaiah, prophet of God, said it says and many people, this is Isaiah, the second chapter, the third verse. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So when Christ comes back, there ain't going to be no New Year celebration. There ain't going to be no fornicating. And the reason why... These people are going to say, let's go forth, and let's go to the mountain of the Lord, let's go forth to Jerusalem, because what? The Lord Jesus Christ is going to take the world by force. And I'm going to read this, and I'm going to give it back to you guys. This is Revelations, the 19th chapter, and I'm going to start from the, the 11th verse. It says, And I saw, I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True He should smite the nations. Why is he going to smite the nations? Because they're all ungodly nations. That's why they worship such customs, which the scripture says, what? The gods of the nations are idols. All the gods of the nations are idols. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he trest the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of the almighty God. So we little stupid, foolish people that's not celebrating all these days and everybody else, we're getting ready, like Christ said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So when Christ comes, he's going to set everything straight, everything in order. Ain't going to be none of this foolishness that's going on now. So we seem like the foolish ones for not going along with running into the the madness that people is going to come there's gonna be war and there's gonna be blood he's gonna shed and he's gonna kill he's gonna set these nations in order okay
1: well brother I, I definitely appreciate you bringing that out and thank you for uh you know dropping by into the virtual living room with us today um brother Kazakia um mm-hmm. These things that you're bringing out about um, Janus, you know, people uh, Janus being uh, the god who is being worshipped on January 1st in the month of January, I guess. Um, is is that kind of what Jesus was talking about in um, uh, John 4 chapter when he said, "You you know not what you worship. We know what we worship." That's uh, that's
2: that's somewhat different of. Uh, um, the more the more uh, apt, applicable scripture to use in this particular context is uh, actually it's in the uh, chat First Thessalonians five twenty two uh, where it says abstain from all appearance of evil. So now the overall point of, of the scripture and why that scripture came up is this: uh, if if anybody's listening to the show, if anybody uh, or even listening to it in the archives, they hear this show. Now it becomes their responsibility to, first and foremost, repent. And at the same time, go and research these things that we're talking about and find out for yourself. And then upon repenting and following Christ and understanding the true nature of not only New Year's, not only New Year's, but also, say, Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, Valentine's Day, so forth and so on, and once you understand that all these days are grounded in base and, based and uh, idolatry, then it becomes your responsibility to to, to apply the scriptures and, and and be that example of Christ and abstain from all the parents of evil. Okay. You're sorry. Can I um, address something real quick? Because I was looking absolutely, in absolutely, uh, brother. Please do. In the chat room was, uh the person, James R. Brayshaw. And uh, yeah, it's a very good question. He says, "Isn't it possible to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They went to a state-sanctioned, man-made celebration, but they refused the worship expression of a man that was encouraged by the system." That was a question. And when you look at the example of how our four, those those brothers dealt, our forefathers, you saw like with um, an example with uh, Joseph. You saw an example with uh, Mordecai in the book of Esther. Okay, even with uh, Daniel. You had a lot of our people during the diff- those different captivities when we weren't in our own land and were ruled over by, you know, another nation where they didn't stray from the commandments of the Heavenly Father. And they stood strong in those things. Um, so I'm going to read, I'm going to go back to 1 Corinthians to uh, the 10th chapter because the one had actually read the beginning part of it. Kabar read some out of it, but it's still some more to go into to actually, you know, directly answer the brother's question here, because he says, "Didn't Yeshua hang out with drunks and prostitutes the odd times so much that those watching him called him a wine bibber or a drunk?" Yeah, but what was he teaching them? He wasn't not there, feeling up on the on the prostitutes and drinking with the drunkards. He was correcting them by his example and his words. So, and and the thing was, they came to him. <laughs> That's the thing; they came to him. So it's not like. That, that's not to say that, okay, you know what? I gotta go out here to the drunks and the wine dealers. I'm gonna go out here to the street corners, and you know where the, where the uh, prostitutes hang out, and I'm gonna go preaching to him and, and to them because the scriptures tell you about casting your pearl before pearls before the swine, and about you know dealing with this uh, word and wisdom. But the main point I wanted to address, he said, the passage you speak of, in its regards to being sensitive to those who are affected by our actions because they are the weak brother. He said it is possible to not expect a hard and fast rule, but to a Jew, but to be a Jew to a Jew, and a Gentile to the Gentiles. And the thing is, when when Paul was saying, uh, addressing the whole thing about, you know, to the Jews I became a Jew, and to the Gentiles basically becoming, it, it really goes into dealing with people on their level, but you're not going into uh, committing the same acts that they're doing. Okay, so that's not saying, you know what, if I want to deal with a person that's that's a drunkard, I I have to go get drunk with them. i got to find out what that's about. No, that's not what that's saying. But I want to go to address the point in uh, 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, because we started up at verse 27. Because this chapter tells us how to deal with those things that are offered into Mm idols. It says 10 and 27. It says, if any man, if any of them that believe not, bid you to a feast and ye did be disposed to go, whatsoever is set before you, eat, asking no question for conscience' sake.
1: And, and believe so, not. That, is that, does that mean that someone who, who's not in Christ?
2: Exactly. Okay. I mean, just for like because you, you actually posed the you actually posed the question because it's going to it's going to go down further and I'll explain the difference between those that believe and those that are weak in the faith, so forth and so on. Okay. But the point mm-hmm. of the matter is, it says, it says you be disposed to go. Okay. Like the example, like the brother Shadrach, Meshach, and go, like he said, a state-sanctioned feast was. Okay, this is something that the job so-called I'm disposed to go. Okay, fine. So now, but the thing is, it says whatsoever is set before you eat, asking no question for conscious sake, and it's going to tell you what the question is dealing with. 28, but if any man say unto you, this is offered in sacrifice unto idols, eat not for his sake that showed it, showing you the unbeliever, because that was the person in the previous verse that bid you to the feast. And it says, and for conscience' sake, for the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Now, 29, conscious I say not thine own, but of the other. For why is my liberty judged of another man's conscience? So the thing is, is that, when he says, why is my liberty judged of another man's conscience, that's not saying that we can eat anything and everything that we want to. We have to do those according to the commandments of the Heavenly Father. But what that's going into is showing that we have to, at all times, be conscious of the example that we set forth.
3: Because when
2: you read further down, it's basically going to show that by us partaking of that food that has now been made known to us, that is offered unto idols. Oh, well, this is for Thanksgiving. We're sitting down at the table. All right. Um, Lord, we want to give thanks to you for this Thanksgiving turkey, blah, blah, blah. blah. Now now things change. Now things have changed. Mm-hmm. Why? He says, conscious, I say, not of thine own, but of the other. Because what that does is that basically people will see that and say, well, this is a man of God. He's sitting down and he's celebrating Thanksgiving. He's celebrating New Year's. He's celebrating Easter. So the scriptures tells us how to deal with that. You know what, and also,
3: just um, saw a few points on a point where uh, when the scripture says, a man, any man bid you to a feast and you be disposed to go. That word disposed only simply means you attend or you have a desire or you want to go. Now, the, the thing is that many people bid you to a dinner or a feast or whatever, you may not know all, all the ramifications or every, all the details behind it. You just know that somebody's inviting you, to encountering, and all mm-hmm. the scriptures, let, the scriptures just let you know. Now, when the when the full ramifications of the purpose and everything starts to be revealed, then at that point you have to make a decision. But at the beginning, you may you may not know what the what all of the uh, ramifications may be. Also, also the other point that uh the 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 um the posts are made in the um the chat room about becoming a Jew to a Jew or a Gentile to a Gentile, uh, those who are unlearned um, arrest the Scripture either intentionally or unintentionally to make that seem to believe that you go into whatever practices, basically when in Rome do as the Romans do, and that's not what the Scripture is telling you to do. The Scripture just letting you know it goes right back into all things are lawful to me, but all things are not expedient. Meaning the Brother Paul was t- simply letting you know I keep the commandments anywhere I'm at. It's just that I'm not going to talk to a Gentile about things that concern the Jews, okay? I have to deal uh-huh. with them on things that they understand. So as I teach the gospel of Christ, I'm doing it according to what's expedient, meaning the, the Jews are weak on the understanding of Christ, so he taught them Christ. The Gentiles are weak, weak on the understanding of the law, so he taught them the law. And vice versa. And this is where he basically, how he basically dealt with wherever he was. He applied what was necessary at the time. Now, how do we know that? Ephesians chapter chapter 5 and verse 11 tells us what? And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Now, who wrote that? The same Brother Paul. He's telling you, yes, just like Christ when he's around uh, uh, sinners and publicans, he didn't sin and do like the publicans and try to rob people, but he did what? He rather reproved the works of darkness, meaning he was around them showing them the proper example through word and deed. So it's not do what everybody else is doing. It's, yes, you around them so that you, so that you can
2: and for the purpose of setting the right example. And that's all we're talking about here. Right, and and that's that's a very important thing because I know we're short on time, but the thing about it is, you know, as far as teaching the Bible goes, we teach a lot more through our example than trying to beat people upside the head with the with the scriptures and saying, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, y'all gonna burn in hell, you gonna do this. It's not about that. We teach more through our example and the application of the scriptures through Jesus Christ than anything else.
1: okay all right, well, um so let's let's go a little bit more into um th- that person that is trying to repent of this, you know, we already talked about you know somebody being invited to various things, but suppose, you, suppose it's not a thing about it, an invitation to actually live in the house with somebody. Suppose you, uh, uh, here, here's a sister who's married to a man, now she sees that this is wrong, he doesn't understand that, and now she uh, doesn't want to observe uh, New Year's, but this man is like, hey, listen, we're going to a party. What do you do? I mean, that, how do you handle that kind of situation? You, you know you're not supposed to go to the party. You're not. You don't want to go. Do you
2: have a husband that does want to go? Well, 1 Corinthians 7 um, talks talk about how to deal in marriages where you have a believing spouse and an unbelieving spouse. Okay. And I'm going to read this real quick because I see that we're very short on time. Uh, 1 Corinthians 7. Um, do, 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 verse 12. Okay, you want to go to 13 and 14? Oh, you start talking at verse 12, but fine, brother. I was trying to teach you to the point point. Okay. Here it is, 17 and 12 It says But to the rest speak I, not the Lord Now mind you, this is not Paul Giving his own commandments When he says to the rest speak I, not the Lord This is going into the wisdom Of the scriptures and the application Of the understanding of Christ So it is the Lord speaking But to the rest speak I, not the Lord If any brother have a wife that believe not And she be pleased to dwell with him Let him not put her away and the woman which hath an husband that believeth not, and if he be pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Else were your children unclean, but now are they holy. Verse 15, but if the unbelieving depart, let him depart. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases, but God hath called us all to peace. So what that's saying, we have to bring out something very quick. When it says that pleased to, please to dwell with them, that's not talking about where it's always a constant battle where the husband is trying, or the, one spouse is trying to establish a commandment and live that way, and the other one is like basically to hell with it. Because otherwise it says elsewhere your children are unclean, meaning now you have those two different doctrines going on in the household. That pleas to be dwelled means that they don't understand it fully, but they're working on trying to get their act together according to the scriptures. Now, as far as, you know, dealing with the whole uh, issue of well, when do I get you know, when do I separate myself? That that there's no hard, fast, blanket case statement for that. The scriptures tells us how to deal with that when you have a believing spouse and an unbelieving spouse, you deal with them according to the scriptures. First by what? Applying the scriptures yourself and being that example to your spouse and to your children. And from that, that's how that person is either going to be sanctified, meaning they're going to start to make that change and apply it themselves, or they're going to depart.
1: Let me just make sure I understand you clearly. You're saying this whole thing about January 1st being celebrated as New Year's is so serious that potentially a marriage could break up over it?
2: Well, marriages have broken up over <laughs> far fewer, less serious things than a holiday. But the thing is, is that the Lord has called us to repentance, and He said that what, that we have to, that, um, what's that about? Um, he that honors father or mother more than me is not worthy of me.
3: Ooh. So the Lord
2: is requiring us that. That's what was required of us in order to repent to Christ. It's like, listen, I'm going to serve. This, for me and my household, we're going to serve the heavenly Father in Christ.
1: And that's a decision
2: that everyone has to make for themselves. Okay. Well, brothers, thank you
1: so much for uh, bringing clarification to this whole thing about celebrating uh, New Year's Day. Um, uh, Thanks to everybody who's listening in. Thanks to those in the chat room. Uh, But most of all, thanks to the Most High and His Son, Christ. Brothers and sisters, thank you for visiting with us in the virtual living room of the Body of Christ Church. You can visit our website at T-H-E-B-O-C-C dot com or you can email us at Body at NewReach.com or call us at 877-871-1712 Until our next visit, the Most High in the name of Christ bless you. Shalom.